Welcome to The Goddess and the Medicine Woman with Melissa McHugh and Sydney Decker. Hey everyone, just a heads up. We're going to talk about sensitive topics here today, which may bring up emotions or feelings for some of you. We have included a healing meditation in this episode to help you move through anything that might come up. If you need further guidance, do not hesitate to reach out to Sydney or myself or a trusted friend or family member. Three, two, one, and recording. I just like to do that, even though I don't have to. <laughs> Hi, Sydney Decker. I'm Melissa McHugh. How's it How going? Jinx. Um, pretty good. <laughs> Actually, I'm feeling a lot better. I've been moving through quite a bit of shedding of layers and just healing relationships and I just feel pretty today I feel like I'm coming through and there's light at the end of the tunnel literally I went and got a tattoo today of little sparkly light on me to remind myself to never dull my sparkle ever again in my life so I'm feeling pretty good about that awesome super important to remind ourselves of things like that all the time I think because we forget yeah yeah, especially nowadays with it's like there's no time anymore and just everyone seems to be going through something or has something or wants to talk about something awful you know and it's like we got to remember our light we have to remember what really is underneath all of that and to choose to shine it no matter what it looks like in the world yeah. you know that's what i feel like we're being called to do and definitely is not as easy, easier said than done, I guess is the words I'm looking for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it's really just really starting to hit me of what that means to shine your light no matter what. Yeah, I like that. And you know, a lot of times in life, I think people, you know, people say you're on a healing journey, you're walking on a healing path. And I, you conjure that up in your mind and you kind of see a path in front of you moving. It's like a linear path. It's moving forward. You see it moving through maybe the forests and some deserts and whatever it is, you know, occurring along the way. But I thought it was really great the other day. I can't even remember where I saw it. It was, I believe it was a post somewhere that said that our path is not linear, that our path is a spiral. And that is why when we're moving through stuff that other things that we've, that we've thought that we have cleared before return. You're like, Oh, whoa, there's that again. I thought that was gone. I thought I had moved through that. I moved past that. But since we are on a spiral that sometimes we come back around to those places and there's still little parts left over there. There's still little pebbles in the road. They might not be boulders anymore. Might not be big, huge demons, you know, ready to devour us anymore. But there's still little pebbles there. And sometimes we'll, we'll be walking and not even realizing we'll stub our tongue like, whoa, there's that. Ah, oh, I thought I moved past that. Now I got to look at, at least, that again. At least now you only stub your toe on it and you're not entrapped by it, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I know that um, you've been moving through 
some things like you were talking about a couple minutes ago, relationship stuff, and that you've come back around to something that happened in your life. And I think it would be really good to talk about that here, um, move through it for yourself, and also anybody else that might be listening that has gone through a similar situation and know that you can heal from these things that are sometimes very dark, uh, very deep, very difficult, um, but that these things too are things that we can move through, past, clean up, and even if there's still a little bit of residue, that it's okay. And then we can continue that journey um, moving forward. Yeah. And you saying that, it's funny because something just popped up on my phone that says the heart knows the way that also sparked something for me as far as this journey goes. And what's also been coming up for me a lot working in my, with my clients and stuff about past experiences and something that I've been working through in my own journey um, is that they don't make you who you are. You know, your past doesn't make you who you are because something bad happened to you you know and a lot of what I thought about this certain experience um that I'll go to go into I used to keep that hidden um because I thought that it it, it painted me in a, a poor light you know or I guess there was no light at all <laughs> Um, and it scared me and this person kind of utilized that darkness that I accepted in this relationship to be like, well, wait till people find out who you really are, you know, and I used to hear that voice for a while. And I think that, well, I, I'm prefacing this, this story and my healing is that no matter what happens to you or what is done to you or what you do or what you're involved in, if you make a choice to heal and you really make a choice to do the inner work, it doesn't make you who you are. You know, it, it actually can become something that empowers your light and help you to become more of who you truly are and who you truly want to be. And it's so important to make that choice of doing the work because that is what has gotten me to this place in which I can see this relationship and I can see this situation in a light that is healing for me now, you know? And so that's what I really want people to know when, before I go into this, because it, it is a little sensitive for some people who have been through a similar situation that I have been in that I'm going to go in to talk about. And I just, I want those who hear this to know that when you make the choice to love yourself, really, you can heal from whatever you've gone through and you can make the choice to not allow it to define you and create a, a story that isn't empowering anymore. Cause this was, very disempowering to me for a while, you know, but it was also a huge catalyst for my growth. You know, I was telling the universe before I met this person, I'm ready. I want to do the light. I want to be this type of person. I want to be loving and joyful and this and that. 
And I thought I was, I was really ready. I, I was like, I love myself now. I'm, I'm here we go universe, bring me what I need. And the universe brought me exactly what I needed in order for me to truly choose myself, choose the work and choose to love myself and not choose my past, who I thought I was, who I thought I, I needed to be with, what I thought I deserved, you know, because it's the subconscious mind that is telling the story. You know, we can consciously be saying this, I want this, but our subconscious is saying, this is what I really believe about myself. And so that is what this brought me to this awareness of, I need to go deeper. If I'm attracting this type of relationship in my life, which I'll tell you, I need to go deep inside because I will never allow this into my life again. And what was causing this and why is this happening? And not in a, in a blame way, you know, I'm not blaming anyone or even myself, but just in a sincere research way for myself. What is this? What is causing this? How do I, I need to get rid of this. And the biggest piece that I'm going to connect with our second episode that helped me to also start moving through this in an even deeper, more healing way is that realization that I had about my dad and the abandonment and how abandonment also leads to things like rejection and betrayal. And I'm not even going to say of other people to you, but when you choose to co-create a story of abandonment in your life, you also then choose to create stories around rejection and betrayal. And so I allowed someone to keep me in this loop of abandonment, rejection, betrayal, lie, like all the darkness that could possibly happen to me all at once. And so, um, and, I, and I know that COVID was a difficult time for a lot of people and a lot of relationships. And so this is kind of where this started for me, this relationship. And I think that's why I became super intensified because we, we rushed things too, you know, because there was this fear in the world, you know, it was, we need to come together, live together to get through this. I was out on my own, separate from my family and everything. So I know some of this was a little bit more pressurized, but the universe always has a plan. And if we follow that plan and we utilize our lessons, we can rise above it and we can become who we are. So I, I know that everything that took place happened for a reason. Um, but 2020 came and I met this person and everything seemed so wonderful right at the beginning. You know, I was like, this is my person this is it, you know, and immediately they said the same thing about me. And I could, when I met them, I had this feeling like something intense is going to take place here. I was really hoping it was going to be good. You know, I was really like, oh, it's going to be great. But what I was really feeling is that catalyst for my, my truth and my change. And I entered into a relationship with this person and we ended up, we were together for four months, maybe three months before we moved in with each other because we met in January of 2020 and then moved in together in March, um, April-ish. So it was pretty with the COVID stuff. So, and you find out a lot about a person when you live with them, you know, because anyone can hide anything separately, but when you move in together, you can't hide anything anymore and it's all right there. 
And I decided that this was a boy in my life. And what did I learn growing up most of the time was, okay, here's a boy. So I'm going to reject myself, abandon myself, betray myself, lie to myself, hurt myself. That's what love is. That's what I I equate love with subconsciously. I'm not saying consciously. Um, And so as soon as this person moved in, all it was just very, a very intense relationship. Um, I'm not going to say that there wasn't good times because there's good and bad and everything. Um, But mostly it was a very intense relationship that was abusive and turned abusive mentally, physically, sexually, spiritually, kind of in every way. Um, And it really tested me for to be who I said I was before I met this person. And that was, I was telling the universe, I'm this being of love and light and I want good things in my life, but I felt like this was a huge test for me to handle this relationship differently. So even with this person, and I'm not saying I was innocent at all because there would become times where hands would be on from both of us. You know, if his hands were on me, I then put my hands on him. I was taught to protect myself and to defend myself. And so basically I know I'm trying to use the right language here um, to really portray what it is I'm trying to say about this because I don't want to make it about the abuse per se. I want to make it more about the healing that I got through with this. And it's also something that I have to kind of come to terms with too. That's been taking me a while to come to terms with, but basically this relationship, the more that we stayed together, we stayed together for a year or so because we lived together and the intensity, the lies, the cheating, the stealing, the everything that you can possibly think of, it just was really bad. And I was always unhappy and calling my friends and my family and crying. And everyone was always like, you need to leave. And I was like, no, I can fix this person. I can help this person. I can do something for them. You know, like it's going to be okay. I can get through this, even though he's put his hands on me, even though he's broken something, even though he's punch something, said something, whatever. There would be times where I would literally, I don't know how I convinced myself any of this was okay. I would be crying on the ground, asking this person, why are you doing this? Please stop. And they would be filming me and saying, wow, look at you. Look how crazy you are. And that was like so interesting for me to experience because I always felt like I was crazy. You know, I always felt like I was that crazy girl. And that's what the biggest, one of the biggest archetypes that women hear too, is like, you're a bitch or you're crazy, you know? And those are the things that kind of like set you off. So it, it, it would just keep gaslighting and just making me feel so small and just like, I couldn't escape this. But the whole time I was trying to save them. I was trying to help this person to become a better person. I was continuously abandoning myself, rejecting myself, lying to myself, telling myself, you know, I'm the woman here. If I clean and cook and do all the right things, this person will get better. If I, if I really show up and I really love this person and I tell them all the right things and say the nice things and show them and try to help them. I even got us into therapy 
you know, and like really just put my all into this, this person will do something different. And I will show them my value by doing all these things for them and asking for nothing in return, because then they'll love me. If I don't ask for anything, and if I just keep loving them, I'll eventually I'll get what I'm looking for. And this is eventually what I got. So one day, it had gotten to a point where the disrespect had, and we had been getting in fights and I had been trying to get this person to leave and kicking them out a few times. Um, cops would be involved, being called, yelling, screaming. I mean, I've, I, I, me, I wouldn't say I punched the TV, but I need a TV, like a big screen TV. It, it would get intense. It would just, I just had all this energy and I could just feel all the disrespect and I didn't, I never want to hurt someone. I only ever feel like if I have to defend myself, I need to defend myself. So oftentimes if I, it, I was trying to do the TV, you know, rather than a person and things would be broken, laptops broken over knees, being pinned up against a wall by my neck, you know, like being choked. And I was choked like twice in this relationship. And the first time, the funny thing is the first time I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone because I can help this person. With their hands on my throat, I took the idea of this, I can do something with this. I didn't, it didn't even ring in my brain to get away from this person. It was, oh, this person really needs my help. You know, so it, it was just this solidified feeling of abandonment and rejection and, you know, and patterning and childhood trauma and just different things playing out here for both of us. You know, I'm not going to sit here and just make this person seem out to be a horrible person because everything is learned behavior. Everything is learned from the beginning and how we, that's why it's like this. I, I'm grateful for this podcast because this is the stuff we need to be talking about and really looking at is any type of abuse or violence within a home is learned. No one just gets, decides to do that. You know, it's there's, they see it. And then they, whatever their pain is, then they have to incorporate it into their being and then they project it and act it out into the world, you know? And so there's just, it's just kind of part of how the human being works. So that's why I, I feel like bringing this up is important because I had my own healing to do around this in regards to looking at my own patterns and my own behaviors, but also recognizing that this person themselves is a problem, but also the larger aspect of how we treat each other as human beings is the problem too. So basically, finally it came to a point in this relationship where enough was enough and I couldn't take it anymore. And I just, I got, you get to a point in your healing journey and when the disrespect is enough, your body feels it your mind feels it. You, you become like this, like you can feel this rage moving through you. And it finally says, you're not going to do anything. I effing am. I'm doing something now. I'm There's a protective piece that comes out and we all have this. So finally the day came and 
January 17th, I remember the day, 2021, I, enough was enough after a year of all this intense stuff and just feeling like I had lost my energy. I had lost my spirit. I was not the same at all. My friends were worried about me. My family was worried about me. I remember even this one time I had called my mom and was filling her in on everything that took place. And she said, you know, I'm really worried for you because I feel like you're going to end up an empty shell of who you were. And it took me probably a few more months after that to finally realize she was right. I had become an empty shell of who I was before I met this person. And I had no energy. I didn't like myself. I was crying all the time. I was just always helping them, doing things for them, driving there, this, that. Like, I didn't have a life. I was this person's complete and total. I was living their life for them almost. It was just really this codependent, intense relationship. So January 17th, 2021 comes, and I decide that I can't take it anymore. And so I start to grab all of his things and rip them out of the closet and just start saying, you got to go. I don't care where you go, but you got to figure it out. Of course, this person doesn't agree and doesn't want to leave because that's a lot, you know, and they had moved in with me and had given up their spot in their previous place. So I get that, but it doesn't make any of this okay. But um, so Things were starting to get thrown around. I was, I was literally like a movie, you know, open the window, throwing clothes outside, yelling, get out, all that stuff. And they were blocking me. They wouldn't let me leave the house. It got to this point where things started getting intense. And I, people, we were grabbing each other. It just got really intense. And, um, it came to this point where I knew what was going to happen because it, it be also becomes a pattern when you're in an abusive relationship, you can start to feel how things are going to go. You know, so I started to feel like this probably isn't going to go well. I've already, we've already had broken TVs before. I've already been put up against a wall before, you know, I've tried grabbing his phone before that got broken. Computers have gotten broken. I've been pushed down the stairs, you know, I just, there's just too much here. And I just knew that something horrible could happen. So then I started asking for the car keys and I start saying, you know, I really need to leave. I just want to go at this point. I just, I'm going to leave. You get your stuff and you got to go. By the time I get back, this has just got to be over. I can't do this anymore. It's too much. It's not good for either of us. I need to leave. And I start looking for the keys. He was the last person to have the keys and he's not telling me where they are and he won't let me leave. So it comes to a point where I say, okay, if you don't tell me where the car keys are, I'm going to step on your Apple watch. And I knew that this person really valued their things because they had expressed that. And I figured if I kind of did this, I would get the car keys. This person came flying across the room and shoved me to the ground and said, that's right, stay down. And I grew up with a brother and I grew up with a very intense brother. And I grew up with a father who 
did not know what to do with a daughter sometimes. So would kind of teach me to be strong. And that's the only thing he really wanted me to be is strong. So I heard my dad's voice in my head that was like, stand up. So I stand up. This person pushes me to the ground again and says, I said, stay down. And you know, that to me really sparked my feminine journey of being a woman because I feel like the feminine has been being shoved down and said, I said, stay down for so long. And there was a part of me that was like, that wanted to cower and be weak and okay, I'll stay down. And, but then I heard that voice in my head again, that was like, stand up. So I stood up the second time that I stood up, that's when he grabbed me and he wrapped his arm around my neck and he started to squeeze. And in that moment, again, I just kept hearing my dad pull his arm down bite his arm because this could not be good. He was actually not just, not just trying to, cause I wasn't fighting. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't being physically active back. It was, I just needed to get this person off of me. You know, I needed to let this go. I needed to get away from this. So I, but this person wasn't just restraining me to protect themselves. They were now attacking me and had my life literally in their hands. And that to me has been something that I have been trying to really integrate into my being because, I mean, I grabbed his arm, I pulled it down, I bit him as hard as I could. And it wasn't until I really bit him as hard as I freaking could that he let go. And then I got the car keys and I, I decided to, I called my mom. Um, she was upset. She wanted me to like call the cops and tell the cops, but I just wanted it over and I just wanted him gone. And I didn't want either of us to get in trouble or anything. So I, I left and I said, get your stuff, you go. I don't want you to be here when I get back. So I go and I drive around for a little bit and then I come back and this person's still there. And I had found out all this stuff in their phone about things that were going on behind my back that I pretty much knew, you know, women kind of know. And I was like, so I found out everything. And they were like, is that all you have to say to me? And I said, yeah, I just want you to go. And they were like, well, you're going to be arrested. And this is like where I just feel like even more so the universe was really trying to show me how I've trapped myself and how the feminine has been trapped and how we, these power dynamics in the world are played out and this victim perpetrator role is played out and this abuse that we, we learn that in our upbringing that is played out, you know? And I never even asked or said anything. I didn't want this to become this but this is kind of where, what I needed to happen, I guess, for my catalyst and my growth. And so they say that you're going to be, you're going to be arrested. And, um, I'm like, no way. Right. Like, how am I going to be in trouble? All I did was defend myself. You were the one that put your hands on me. And he's like, well, I already called the cops. Like there's a bite mark on me. Like you're 
things aren't going to go well for you. And I said, okay. So I called the cops and they come back for little tiny. I mean, if you guys saw me, I'm like five foot teeny little thing. And this person's six foot tall, not teeny, not teeny, but, um, so four cops come to pick me up and they don't even let me tell them the story. They just say, do you have marks on you? I barely get to tell them what my side of it. And I say, well, I drove around for an hour. So the red mark has gone away because he didn't use his hands. He used his arm. So that's not going to leave a mark. You know, that's how people get away with the sleeper hold. That's just why it's used. And so they didn't care because that he had called them and they had the mark. So I hands behind your back, you're going downtown, let's, you got to do this. That was such an intense, intense thing. And I just still remember this person standing on the balcony, towering over with this stone cold look on their face, thinking that they had won and they had gotten the upper hand on me as I was having my arms behind my back with handcuffs and going to jail. And if that's not a wake-up call about doing the inner work and getting to really know what your subconscious mind is up to, I don't know what is. And you know the sad part about all this too, because I'm going to be honest, I went to jail. I was in jail for 13 hours. That should be a movie because I counted them. And it was intense and I didn't like it. I don't think anyone does, but it was actually a really good eye opener for insight into the justice system, which should be called the injustice system because you are proven guilty until you're proven guilty always. Like there's no innocent in that at all. Um, no one wanted to hear what I had to say. No one really cared. It just came down to you were the perpetrator. You are the one that left the mark. So you're the one that's gonna have to deal with this. And after I found out, and even after all that stuff, and I ended up taking, we had to take like a three month break from each other. I sat there and I, I just, I could not, and I think women struggle with this, and this is why I'm bringing it up, is I could not really accept the fact that someone had tried to kill me. That someone had really put their hands on my throat and were going to take me out of this world. And for, since I wasn't able to accept that, and I wasn't able to accept fully the love that I had for myself, I held space and I tried to overcome this failure, which I think that when we fail at things and we fail at relationships and we have these moments of pain and darkness and we don't know how to get out of it, we keep creating it in order to try to fix it or solve it or overcome it. And someone like me, who's a perfectionist, having this out in the world and to have anyone know that any of this is possible, that I that one, someone tried to hurt me this bad, two, that I went to jail, because that's a record right there. You know, I was Miss Goody Two-Shoes for my whole life, and now this is, and the thing about it too is, that the universe wanted me to wake up to is, it's not like I got picked up because 
I really had done something like vandalized something, stole something, you know, got caught up with like drugs or anything or gun, you know, none of those things. It was literally because someone was trying to teach me a power over you lesson. And I found that in its own right to be very interesting. And so it's very, it was very difficult for me to fully accept that that could happen to me, that that was a real truth in my life. And so I'm sharing this because I'm hoping that by sharing this, I can help someone else and stop someone else's journey. I went back because I wanted to fix it. I wanted to fix myself, but by wanting to fix myself, I wanted to fix this other person. I wanted to clean this up. I wanted it to have a nice little bow on top and say, you know, even though you did all these things and even though all this stuff happened, I'm a being of love and light. So hit me again, please. Namaste. And it's like, no, that's not. And that's really what this woke me up to about who I truly am, because this person kept being abusive. This person kept calling the cops on me. This person kept using this information over me and saying, you know, wait till people find out who the real you is. Wait till this, wait till that, you know, and it's like, why am I doing this? Why do I think that failure is not okay and that I can't just walk away from this? And who am I really trying to save? Myself. And who am I really fighting here? Myself. And who really put me in jail? Myself. I have been rejecting myself. I have been betraying myself. I have been abandoning myself. And I have just used this person as a means of doing it. And I use this person. This is going to be a very intense episode. So I appreciate everyone who's listening because it's just tying a lot of pieces together for me. But how I can explain this and how I want people to kind of see this a little bit more is I, when I was a teenager, I used to hurt myself physically. And then I got to a point where I progressed beyond having to hurt myself physically by cutting myself. And I allowed other people to be my razor. So I allowed, especially men, because that's where the deepest cut in my life was, was men in my life, you know? And so I, I allowed these relationships to just be that razor blade for me. And so that's what I woke up to. In this relationship, I woke up to, I am allowing someone to be my razor blade. Why? This person's not changing. This person isn't doing anything different. They, they can hold a difference, but they're not doing the work. They're not seeing me. They're not valuing me. They are just only bringing me more of my pain and my suffering and reiterating that little girl's story of I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. I'm in the dark. I'll always be in the dark. No one's hearing me. The gaslighting in this relationship was unreal. I was always questioning myself and doubting myself and not knowing if I was right or wrong. And, but I was always trying to hold space and heal them and love them. And it finally was like, the universe was like, listen, it's you that needs the healing. 
It's you that needs to see you. It's you that needs to hear you. It's you that needs to show up for you. If you don't go into your own heart space, and if you don't start spiraling inside, internally, looking at yourself, no one can love you and you can't love another. What you're co-creating right now is your fear. You are co-creating your entrapment. You are co-creating this betrayal. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, I wasn't wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not bad. I'm not a horrible person. I don't deserve these things. I need to wake up to me. I need to wake up to who I really truly am. And so this relationship has actually been one of the biggest gifts in my life because it allowed me a huge space of darkness to shine the huge light that I have. Because if I didn't go through that and I didn't wake up to myself and then no one needs to be this extreme, I'm not saying that, I would be dead. But we're all doing that to ourselves in one way or another. For me, I literally had to be choked out in order to notice that. But it's other things. It's television. It's drugs. It's alcohol. It's whatever it is that we're using to escape ourselves and to use as a razor blade for because we were taught that we must suffer and be in pain and all these things. And all we're ever doing is just crying out to be seen and to be loved and to be ourselves and to play out these roles in the external world, it taught me that anything outside of me isn't going to be influenced unless I go inside of me and I go to the root of who I am and I go into my heart space and I stay there and I don't leave and that's my home. And it's scary sometimes. And I'm, it's scary, not in like a darkness, scary. It's, well, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose people? Yep. You are. You're going to lose some people, but it's no one that's connected to your heart space. Am I going to lose things I love? No, not really. Cause you didn't really love those things. Those were just part of the abuse that you thought you had to incorporate. So you're going to gain more love. So you're going to lose things, but also gain true things. And that was the biggest wake up call that I received. And I'm still receiving and integrating and it's been a, like I said just this huge catalyst for my light to shine even brighter and in me sharing this it's like I want people to know that we are multidimensional beings there is so much more going on than just what's in this 3d world and we are amazing, beautiful beings that when we go inside and we get rid of the shit that's covering up our light, that's all it is. It's just releasing the shit that we were told and taught and thought we were to really be that innocent, pure being that we were when we were children before the world and society said we weren't that anymore. That's where it is. That's really where the healing is. And we are all being called 
to look at the darkest pieces of ourselves and say, I love you and I'm sorry and I forgive you and I'm going to show up for you and I'm just going to hold you in the most loving space of light that I possibly can because I know that that's what I deserve. And just doing that and seeing what happens because we can't act like the darkness isn't there. We got to utilize it to make us stronger. We have to integrate it so we can shine more light and we can hold more space and we can allow our failure to create our success. We can allow these experiences that make us seem like we're not so great people and we got to hush hush and bury this and to become and transform it into our success and into who we want to be. Because all that has just honestly made me a better person and a stronger person internally and a wiser person and a kinder person and someone who isn't going to take anyone's shit anymore. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's difficult when we share stuff like that. <clears throat> I know I've shared with you before, you know, when I was young and I had a boyfriend and it was the same type of relationship. And a lot of women go through those relationships before they start to come into their own, to realize their own power, you know, and my boyfriend actually put a shotgun to my head. And while I, I sat there with this gun to my head thinking, what am I doing wrong here? Why doesn't he love me? This has to be my fault or he wouldn't be acting this way. And I think a lot of us go through that questioning ourselves, thinking that if we could just be a little bit better. And of course I didn't leave. I left for a few days. I came back. A person had a gun to my head. And like you said, they held my life in their hands. And I was okay with that because I thought that that's what love looked like. Mm -hmm. Not that I had that kind of abuse when I was growing up. I did not have anyone physically abusing me like that. My father never raised a hand to me when I was young. But somehow, somewhere along the way, I got it into my mind that I wasn't worthy of anything else but that. Mm -hmm. And it just kept me there and buried for so long. Um, and even after I left him, boyfriends after that, and boyfriends after that, I never found my true power until I was much, much older. So, yeah, it's just so many women, so many of us have had to deal with those types of things and always believing that if we could just do something different, we can fix this. We can fix them. We are the ones that need to do that. And just mm -hmm. to realize that, <laughs> yeah, the way to fix it, like you said, is to go within and to discover who we truly are and our own power. Mm -hmm. And what I'd really like to do right now is after that intenseness is to kind of go inward with everybody and to do a little bit of a, a healing session now. Trying to move into ourselves and who we truly are. 
and find that, that place of that no matter what's happening in our lives right now, if we're in a situation like this, if we're not, if we've come through a situation like this, knowing that we can go inward, that other people know this pain, other people have gone through this pain, come out the other side and it's a possibility for every one of us. We focus on our breathing, following our breath. The Reiki flow begins now. Reiki energy moving through time and through space, meeting you where you are. If you're open to it, open your heart, allow it to flow in, healing those dark aspects of you, moving throughout your body, integrating with the love and the light that shines there. Dropping your awareness now down into your body and into your heart space. And breathing into that place of light. That place of knowing. Letting it move and grow larger now. Filling up your entire body with light. Filling up your entire body with the forgiveness. Forgiveness for yourself for allowing. Allowing these things to happen. Letting that light move through you. Getting brighter and deeper. Feeling that love that you have for yourself. The Reiki is going to continue flowing as we allow Sydney now to take over this healing session. Take a deep breath into the heart space and out from the heart space. Dropping deeper into your being. If it's helpful, bring your left hand to your heart, followed by your right, so you can stay in the center of your being as you breathe into your heart and out from your heart. And it's completely okay to start to feel the emotions, to resonate with what was being said here today. And if it has allowed movement of your own emotions, honor that and say thank you for expressing yourself and releasing yourself here and now today. As I drop deeper into my beingness, as I step more fully into who I am as a true multidimensional being of love and light, here to live the life that I truly deserve. One of joy, one of peace, one of clarity, one of calm, 
one of balance, one of harmony, and one that allows me to express the true essence of who I am as a being, whatever that essence is for me. Breathing into your heart space, and out from your heart space, allowing the light to pour in. Seeing a light above you, pouring into your crown, into your third eye, into your throat, and meeting your hands in your heart space, taking a deep breath into your heart, allowing this light to warm those areas, to touch those areas, to release those areas from your heart center, and see a similar golden white light coming up from Mother Earth, entering the soles of your feet, going up your legs, your knees, your thighs, into your low back and spine, into your root chakra, moving up into your sacral chakra, into your solar plexus at your navel, and then moving this energy up into your heart space, meeting the light from above and breathing into your heart and out from your heart, softening and dropping deeper, allowing yourself to ground down into Mother Earth and just see this river of light washing over you, cleansing you, transmuting any negative energy that may have been triggered during this session, allowing it to be expressed to the light, to be transmuted and released, sending all heaviness and negativity down into your feet and out your feet and giving it away to Mother Earth and thanking her for taking what is no longer serving you with ease and grace and just breathing into your heart. Now from your heart, and into your heart, and out to your heart, and just seeing this divine light coming from above, below, in front, behind, in both sides, creating this protective, healing, loving sphere, golden white light surrounding you, encompassing you, and allowing you to be present here and now with the totality of your love, of your light, and of your truth. And just sit with this for a moment. Wave after wave of light is flowing to you. Grounding you, healing you, supporting you, loving you, guiding you, and giving you permission to walk away from anything that is no longer serving your highest and greatest good with ease and grace. Breathing into your heart space. We are cleansed in divine light. We are loved in divine light. We are opened in divine light. And we are freed in this divine light. Now, breathing into the heart. Now from the heart. And internally say to yourself, I accept this divine light within me now. 
I accept my own inner love to shine forth here and now. I accept myself. I love myself. And I forgive myself here and now. Breathing into the heart. Out from the heart. Breathing into the heart, out from the heart. And last one, and on the in-breath, really just breathing in all the light, gathering up all that's no longer serving you and exhaling it out on the out-breath. Thank Divine Mother for being present here today. Thank Mother Earth for taking what is no longer serving you. And most importantly, thank yourself for showing up and doing this work that supports your highest and greatest good always. And so it is. All right, let's take a deep breath in and release. Open your eyes, gaze around. Come on back into the room. That was nice. Yeah, it was helpful. Yeah. Yeah, after, you know, I think that's really a good thing to know is that, you know, you do this this healing work, and even if it's just conversations, you know, it stirs things up. It brings things to the surface. And no matter how we get that stuff to rise up, we still need afterwards to do something about that stuff. We need to integrate. We need to let go. We need to, you know, do something with this stuff. It's like a lot of people will be like, well, what do I do? I, yeah, I feel these feelings and I feel the darkness and I do all this, you know, work bringing it up. And then what do I do? You know, and then it's finding ways to let it go, finding ways to integrate, you know, by doing your practices by finding something that resonates with you, whether it be yoga, meditation, um, journaling. any of the, yeah, journaling is great. Going outside and screaming in the woods, like yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many things: gardening, hugging mm-hmm. a tree, you know, just <laughs> yeah, listening to music, dancing, movement, yeah. going oh, for a run, going to the gym, you know whatever feels the best for you as a release. Yeah. And do it with intention. You know, I am now intending to release what I have brought up and I'm looking at now. I'm, I'm, this is my intention on my walk today. You know, all of these things that we do, we have to remember that we have the power here and that we can intend to let these things go. That's how powerful we are to integrate to release, to let it move through, you know, we're the ones that have the power to do these things and to utilize these other, you know, ways like yoga and meditation and walking and painting to do that. But it's really us that does it. We are the ones that are this powerful. Yep. It is. And it's time to co-create from love and to stop co-creating from fear. 
I'm just so thankful for this platform and for this, this space to process and heal. And I'm just grateful for anyone and everyone who takes a moment to listen and who utilizes this on their journey of healing, because that's my intention. Yeah. And moving forward, we just have so many ideas of, you know, ways to, to take this podcast forward to, you know, with different healings and conversations with our listeners and other things that are in the works right now. I'm very excited about all that. And we'll be talking more about that, um, you know, in future podcasts. And I just really can't wait to see where this takes us and where this, you know, takes a the community, the people that are listening and the, the people that will be listening. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I'm going to go and ground, take some, take a walk. Yeah. You know, do what drink I need some water. Do. Yep. Drink some water, take care of myself. And I'm just sending so much love and so much light and just healing vibes to the world today. And yeah. I think showing up and I think our listeners yet again, I'm just in complete and total gratitude for my journey in life and everything that's going on right now. I really am. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, until next time, I have to get my jazz hands in. <laughs> that, maybe that could be, that could be our end song. Until next time. Yeah. We're bringing the light in. <laughs> jazz hands. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Signing yeah. off. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining Sydney and I on this journey of transformation and healing. If you or anyone else you know is living in a violent situation, please seek help by calling the domestic abuse hotline in your area. Keep shining your light and stay free.